John chapter 6 verse 63, Jesus said, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. A warm welcome to the refreshing word of Calvary Baptist Church. You are in for an uplifting time in God's word. Enjoy the message. Thank you for joining me as we study the word of God coming to you from the pulpit ministry of Calvary Baptist Church. This is Pastor Fred Digby inviting you to the refreshing word of God. We are looking at some highlights from prophets, the prophets of the Old Testament. And I said, if you were with us last two weeks, that will not be studying the entire book of prophets beginning to the end, but just introducing the name and some of the themes and topics to you and I so that it doesn't become a closed book. We looked at Isaiah, we took two sermons. Today we'll look at Jeremiah. Next week, God willing, also we'll look at Jeremiah. So let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you. We honor you for your loving kindness to us, that you always have a witness, a witness that tells us what you seek for us to know and to do your will and get the blessings that you have in store for us. I pray that the words that we read and share will be words from you to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. When you hear about the prophets of old, what do you think? Yes, when you hear about prophets these days, it goes to these, our brothers and sisters who are young, young men and women who have the gifts of prophecy and they are prophesying. But they are only continuing a tradition that has been there for a very long time. By definition, the prophet hears from God and speaks to people. Unlike the priest who takes the people's burden and speaks to God about it, the prophet works somehow in the opposite direction. What God wants, what God does not want, what God wants his people to do, or what people should do to be aligned with God. And one of the key ones, apart from Isaiah, is the one, Jeremiah. And in Jeremiah's case, we learn something about him. Let's take his background. Jeremiah was called as a young man. And he didn't think that God calling him to speak to a people who were rebellious, the people of Israel. He, Jeremiah, was even qualified to do it. You see, that is always the sign of most people when they are called by God. You don't feel adequate to do what God wants you to do because you feel, I'm small, who am I? But from the call of Jeremiah, we know God is a seeking God. God is a sending God. So today we are talking about the seeking God, God who is seeking people. So when God called Jeremiah, we read Jeremiah chapter 1 from verse 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8. What do we read there? This message came from the Lord to me. I knew you before I formed you in the womb. I set you apart for me before you were born. I appointed you to be a prophet to the nations. I replied, ah, Lord God, look, I don't know how to speak because I'm only a young man. Then the Lord told me, 
Don't say I'm only a young man, for you will go wherever I send you, and you will speak everything I command you. Verse 8. Don't be afraid of them, because I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. The Lord stretched out his hand, touched my mouth, and then told me, Look, I'll put my words in your mouth. See, today I've appointed you to prophesy about nations and kingdoms and pull up and tear down to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. Hallelujah. What a powerful commission to somebody who didn't think that he was qualified. But clearly, God told him something, which he continues to tell you and I today. When you hear God's call, we are bound to give excuse. Oh, for me, I'm nothing. I don't know anything. But God has a plan for you before you even came into this world. So he told Jeremiah clearly, I knew you before I formed you in the womb. I set you apart for me before you were born. I appointed you to be a prophet to the nations. So my starting point of just emphasis, there are many things I'm going to emphasize today about seeking God, but just to let you know, is by asking this question, have you found an answer to this question? Have you discovered what God formed you, what God appointed you to be doing in this world? If you have not, seek the face of God, seek the will of God. Sometimes the things that you enjoy, it's what you are passionate about. You are good at doing it, and people are commending you for doing it. You are a teacher, you are a seamstress, you have the gift of art, you are hospitable, you are compassionate. What has God called you to do? Anyway, he called Jeremiah and said, I'm going to send you as a prophet to the nations. But then what type of prophecy was he supposed to give? And what was he expecting as a result of the prophecy? <laughs> God said, I've appointed you to these nations. Look, don't be afraid of them because I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. So he put his hand and touched his mouth. He prophesied to the nations, pulled them down, tear them, destroy, overthrow, and build and to plant. So his task was specific. But like I said, today's message is to talk to us today one of the things that God specifically, specifically allowed Jeremiah to put down so that he can guide us in our walk, in our relationship with God. We know God is our maker. God likes to speak to us. And we also like speaking to God. People want God to answer their prayer because at times we live in a hard times. Sometimes we are so perplexed, we are so confused. How do we speak to God? Does he listen to us? In Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13, Jeremiah says something. Because, and you will seek me and find me when you seek for me with all your heart. You see, Jeremiah was prophesying to a people who were not serious. Just like we find today, some have defined the people who come to church or who follow God. Some behave like customers in the cafeteria. They move from place to place. So today they like plantain. 
uh, roasted plantain or boiled plantain. Tomorrow they are going for gobe. Next day they are going for fufu with palm nut soup. Next day they change the food, they change what they want, they change their clothing. And the same way people behave towards God. They change God, they change churches, and they think God is not consistent. Meanwhile, they are the ones who are not consistent. So God is telling them something about how you should relate to God, what your attitude should be, and what, hopefully, the results will be. So you will seek me, and you will find me when you seek for me with all your heart. So today we are talking about what Jeremiah teaches us about seeking God. What should be your attitude? You shall seek me. What does it mean to seek God? Seek means making a deliberate and a conscious effort, looking for something diligently. Let's say you're just trying to remove money from your pocket to pay the trotro driver, and before you could hand over the money to him, the wind has blown it. So you start chasing this money to go and bring it to pay the person. And then it fell somewhere. What do you do? You go seeking for it. Or if it's a coin, it drops somewhere. Or it's a wedding band that you are, you are wearing. And I've seen it happen once or twice. We are rehearsing some children for a wedding, and they're about to give you the wedding ring, and the wedding ring drops and rolls, goes under the chairs, and you see everybody trying to seek, looking for these rings, making the effort to look for it. So what makes seeking important is that it is different. It is more intense than just looking. God said, when you seek me, it means you'll be sincere. You are looking with intensity. You are looking deliberately. You are looking for what you think is of value to you that you want to find so that you'll be able to pay that driver or you put that ring on to show on that wedding day. So God said, if you seek me like that. You see, Isaiah 55 verse 6 says the same thing. It says this, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Seek God. He honors those who are sincere and they are seeking him. God often moves us to pray, but if we keep putting it off, we become hardened. There are some people, the only time they will seriously call God or call Jesus is when they are in, in an accident. Maybe the car accident or the plane is flying or something terrible is happening. They're saying, I'm here. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, help me. What type of call is that? Is there a sincere seeking of God or is it just part of the vocabulary? The Lord said, you will seek me. You will seek me. You will seek me. So it should be a sincere seeking. It should be a holy seeking. You see, when you seek me, seek me and look for me, and you'll see what I'm able to do for you. You seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and this God you are seeking, you've thrown all away your ambitions, you've thrown away all your selfish things. All that you want is for the will of God to be done in your life. In, in the world, in the church, in the nation. Look at what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, 
and all these things shall be added unto you. There are many of us who are looking for a lot of things in this world. God has not stopped us for looking for things in this world. But you know, whilst you are looking for the cars, the husband, the wives, the children, the money, and all these things, look at what God said. Seek first his kingdom. Oh, it is not as if the kingdom of God is lost. It is not lost. It is not as if the kingdom of God is hidden. It is not hidden. But because of the noise of the world, because of the pleasures of the world, we are not able to focus on God. We are not able to focus on the things that are around us. Sometimes the world squeezes us. So we only think about God. We only think about church when we are about to go to church. We only think about some of these things when somebody draws your attention to it. But Jesus is telling you definitely, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you. And that is exactly what the Lord wants you to know and to do. That you seek God deliberately, intensely. Sometimes it is making a choice. These days, some people find it very difficult to even go to church. Oh, they want to sit in the couch while they are eating and drinking. Then they say they are worshiping God because they are watching TV, they are watching online. And before they know what, they are asleep. Oh, did you hear this? Oh, I heard it. I heard it. Let me ask you, is that a serious attitude towards the worshiping of God? But he says, if you seek me, there's a promise. You will find me. If you are looking intently for me, you will find me. So let's go back to that ring again. The child knows, or those in the wedding team, they know where the ring fell. So they're going, looking around the area. Maybe they will take a chair. Maybe they'll take a table. And if they don't find the ring, they will sweep and sweep. And what happens? They would find it. When you make that deliberate effort, you will find what you are looking for. So the promise of God, as declared by Jeremiah, should be comforting to us. Because there are people who behave as if God is lost. God cannot be found. But he said, if you are serious, if you are looking for me, look at what the word of God says. When you seek me, you will find me. When you search for me with all your heart. So how do you find God? How do you seek him? And what is it that will happen when you are seriously seeking God? It's not lost. But if you are sincere that you're looking for God, his will to direct you. Let's take it that you are a child of God. You go to church. You are facing difficulties. And... Your first thought is to do what everybody is doing or what they say most people are doing now in our country. Oh, there are greener pastures in overseas. You can go there and be this and be that and be that. And you are praying about it and you are asking God, should I go, should I go, should I go? Sometimes people do not even want to hear any other answer. All they want to know and to do is to go there get money, buy a house, buy a car, and come and show off, come back to church, thank God, and give a nice offering. But the question is, when you were praying to God, did God give you an answer? Were you sincerely praying to God about it? Or you had already lined up everything? Somebody, who, your boss who went, a colleague who went, 
has sent you a couple of pictures, has sent you something, and so you also want to go. So if you ask, what answer did God give? You say, oh, I don't know. You see, God gave us sense so that we can use common sense. Let me tell you what the Lord says. He says, look, when you seek me, you will find me if you seek me with all your heart. Jeremiah 33, 3 says it, Call to me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. If you seek the Lord sincerely about your job, your marriage, your transfer, your trying to go abroad, if you are sincere about it, that Lord, until you tell me I'm not ready to move, I won't do this, he may give you an answer that will surprise you. So the man called Isaac. Because his father had gone, everybody's doing this, the man wants to go, and he seeks God's face. What does God tell him? Do not go. Stay in this land. Stay in this land. Dig the well, plant, and I'll bless you. You see, when God is in what you want to do, when you are seeking to do his will, he will bless you in ways that would even surprise you. And that is what God told Jeremiah. And that is what Jeremiah is telling us today, that when you are seeking God, first, your attitude must be sincere. Secondly, you must live with the promise. You must understand the promise that God gave. If you seek me sincerely, you will find me because God is not lost. Yes, he's not lost. You can find him. Sometimes what may block us from hearing from God is that we have sin in our lives. So he may speak and we're not here. Sometimes we may be speaking to God and he doesn't seem to be hearing what we are saying, let alone giving us an answer. You see, God is a God of holiness. And the thing God hates is sin. So sin can block you from knowing the voice of God, knowing the mind of God, even block you from even having confidence that you can talk to God sincerely. So what does he say? If there's sin in your life, pray to God and see what God will do about it. The psalmist said in Psalm 139 verse 23, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and see if there's any wicked way in me. Psalmist is saying, look, I don't seem to be finding an answer. Lord, I don't seem to find an answer to all these questions. To travel, to marry, for healing, for deliverance. And I know you are a prayer answering God. What is it? I'm not saying you should be going every day confessing the sins that you confessed 20, 30 years ago. But know this. God is more willing to answer you and answer your prayer than you ever care about. But just in case... You are seeking God sincerely and not getting anything. And he draws your mind to something. Be sure to say, Lord, yes, search me. If there's something that is blocking the answer from coming, Lord, help me to be attentive to you. Lord, help me. Cleanse me from that sin so that there will be no barrier between me and my father. Then he says, when you search for me, you search for me with all your heart. God should be the one you are searching for 
with all your heart. There are four types of prayer that I'm going to end with today. When you say, you seek me with all your heart. I've been Christian for a while, and I can tell you that, you see, even when we say that we are praying, so that what we are praying, it doesn't even occupy our attention, or our mind is on something else. So, Bible teaches us that there are forms of prayer. There's a definite time of prayer. Psalm 55, verse 17. Evening and morning and at noon, I will pray and cry aloud, and you shall hear my voice. This psalmist decided that, no, there will be a time when you seek the face of God. It will be definite. So his definite time of seeking the face of God. He's not saying that you should make it a formula. He's just saying that there's a definite time. So the Jews had that. The Muslims have that. But the Christian, we are asked to pray and pray always. Pray always because he hears us. But there's nothing bad about seeking God's face with definite times. Or there's a time for your morning devotion, a time for your appointment with God, a time when you want the Lord to speak to you. Do you have that definite time when you want the Lord to speak to you? Yes. If you have an appointment with God, God will hear you. Oh, so you know your, your time to come to church is 7 o'clock. Will you go? Oh, it's 7. But you get there at 9.30 when they are almost about to end. Then when they close and they are sharing the grace, then you go and greet a friend, greet the pastor for them to think that, oh, you also came to church. Who are you deceiving? Some people do those things and they think they are deceiving somebody. But they are not deceiving anybody. They are only deceiving themselves. So the first thing is that if there's a definite, definite time for you to pray, you set it apart to pray, be sure to honor God. Then there's a definite request that you can make. Sometimes we like praying and we like asking things generally. Oh, Lord, you know what I need already. So, Lord, do it for me. Do it for me. Lord, do it for me. Anyway, seeking God. God is not hiding. When you seek him, you will find him. But we'll end today's teaching from the book of Jeremiah that we did not only learn that he said we should seek God, but it's for promise and a condition. And you will seek me and you will find me when you seek and search for me with all your heart. Yes, that is the promise of God. That is what the prophet has told us. That God's promise is that there's an open heaven for all who seek him. And so we find four examples in the Bible that I would like to end with. Four ways people have prayed and sought God's face and seen answers that a prophet will recommend to you and I today as the children of God. First, that when you are seeking God before your heart, there's what is called a definite praying. And that praying shows that you may have a definite time each day when you pray, a time when you go and sit somewhere, read your Bible, have a special place where you sit. Some may call it money devotion. 
Some may call it their closet. Some may call it a, a period of devotion or waiting. But in Psalm 55, verse 1 to 17, the psalmist says, Evening and morning and at noon I will pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. That's the psalmist's testimony to us that he was so, so determined and disciplined that morning and afternoon and evening, definite times of prayer, he will pray and God will hear him. And there are many who see this as an appointment with God, that they will go to God at 7, at 9, at 10, at 11, five times a day, 10 times a day. But you see, in the, in the New Testament, you say, pray always. But that praying always, sometimes we do not obey it. But some can discipline themselves and have a definite time of praying. And the Lord, the Lord will hear you. But there's also what is called a detained praying. A detained praying is wait on the Lord, allow him time to speak on you when you are tiring or you are waiting. You go on a retreat. Some say we go on a mountain and they go in the spirit of Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Oh, they've seen that waiting on the Lord, prayer and fasting and humbling yourself, waiting on God for answer, for breakthrough, the Lord would answer you. And there are many, many testimonies that come. So if it's definite, it brings attention to what you are seeking the Lord to do for you. Or is it a detained one? You wait on the Lord, allow him to speak to you with your Bible, with your notebook, with your reading, with your fasting, he will definitely come through for you. Then there are some who are so desperate that there's a form of prayer they call determined prayer. That is, they will say, look, uh, God, I know you are greater than me, but what I want, if you do not help me, sincerely, there's nobody who can help me. It's almost a humorous story to see what happened to Jacob when he was going to meet his brother Esau. He had tried every trick in the book, and now he was out of options. So he met an angel, or an angel met him. And look at what he said in, in Genesis chapter 32, verse 26. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I would not let you go unless you bless me. Hallelujah. This is determined. Lord, I need an answer. I'm pleading on your grace, your mercy, that you are the only one who is able to help me. That's a determined prayer because the man, the woman needs an answer from God. But last, not the least, is the de dedicated prayer. We see that in Daniel, Genesis chapter 6, verse 10. The man, now when they knew that the writing was signed, he went home in his upper room, opened his windows towards Jerusalem. He knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before God as was his custom in the early days. The man was dedicated to praying. Daniel prayed and gave thanks even when he knew it was dangerous to do so. Prayer does not only consist of asking, asking, asking when it's convenient, but when even he faced danger, he prayed. Friends, the prophet Jeremiah says, 
Seek him. Are you seeking him? And when you seek him, are you sincere? And when you are sincere, are you determined? Friend, there's nothing that you want that God cannot give you. He bless the work of your hands. Bless the work of your heart. Bless your mind. Bless you at school. Bless you in the farm. Bless you even during difficult times. Are you determined to hear from him? May he continue to charge you with a heart that is dedicated to doing his will. And may he come through for you. And when he does, give a testimony, give a thanksgiving to glorify his name. I trust that the words of Jeremiah will encourage you to seek the Lord and seek him with all your heart. Remain blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. You just heard the radio broadcast from Calvary Baptist Church, headed by Reverend Dr. Fred Degbe. We trust you've been blessed. Do join us on Sunny FM every Saturday from 8 to 8.30 p.m. for an awesome time in the Word of God. Locate us right opposite the Mr. Biggs restaurant in Adabraka near the Kwame Nkrumah Interchange. As well, we're in Shiashi across the motorway from the Accra Mall. In Oibi, we're near the Cares Valley Event Center at the Goyal Filling Station. Our Amasamine campus is on the Danbridge Montessori School premises near the Amasamine Government Hospital. Again, we're in Botiano, opposite the Botiano Polyclinic. Otherwise, follow us on Facebook at Calvary Baptist Church GH and on YouTube at Calvary Baptist Church TV or email us via calvarybaptistghana at yahoo.com. You can also call us on 024-369-0485 or 0302-231-854 or reach us on WhatsApp number 0200-181680. God bless you.